0: Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. The continued rise of teen vaping is causing concern in the city council. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and from WBEZ Chicago, this is Reset. City council members are trying a new tactic to curb vaping. And health experts say it can be worse for your health than smoking cigarettes.
1: Experts say we don't yet know the effects of vaping on our long-term health, but they are starting to see otherwise healthy young people develop severe respiratory problems from vaping.
0: Now Chicago lawmakers are considering requiring a new license for businesses that get over 20% of their revenue from the sale of vape or e-cigarette products. That charge is led by Alderman Anthony Napolitano of Chicago's 41st Ward. Alderman, tell us more about this ordinance you're pushing for.
1: So we're really excited about this ordinance, and I'm excited that we had uh, so many co-sponsors in city council. We had over 46 Alderman co-sponsor this. Uh, what this ordinance does is it creates a, um, gets more strength into this this movement against these vaping stores. So as of right now, A vape shop could pretty much open up on any business corridor, any uh, commercial zone corridor, um, by just applying for a uh, business license, and there's really zero or there's really no restrictions on that. That just the opening portion of this. Um, So this ordinance gives a little bit more strength to that. Says if your business is coming in and you're just you know a business that has more than twenty percent of your revenue coming in for vape. Um, you have to apply for now a a, a totally different type of license. and It has to be accepted. Um, We didn't have that in place before. And so what we were seeing, myself and a lot of my colleagues, we were seeing vape shops opening up one next to another, next to another. And next thing you know, you had five or six on one business corridor. Mm -hmm. Um, And and a lot of them were having, uh, unfortunately, were were promoting vape alongside other type of uh, um, glorified revenue schemes that kind of draw Youth in such as uh, anything from comic books to, to gym shoes to bicycles, um, and we you know we looked at this with the explosion of our youth uh, vaping, and we said, well, we, we, we need to do something. There's no laws on the books or ordinance on the books to curb to, to curtail this. So we along with our community, BACP, and actually we worked with the Illinois retail merchants as well to, to make this a, a very uh and strong ordinance yeah. um, to get this out of our children's hands.
0: So what's your ultimate goal here with an ordinance like this? Because there have already been a string of investigations and lawsuits against these companies in this e-cigarette industry. What do you think is going to be different about this ordinance?
1: What I think is going to be different and what's what going to make it, or I should say, which will create a difference is when you have shop after shop after shop opening in an explosion citywide, it makes the ability for youth to get into them and find that shop owner that's going to sell to them because there's just too many shops for our inspectors to regulate and to get into and to, to make sure that they're following the orders. Um, if, if we're stopping a, a good percentage of kids getting this vape in their hands or, you know, we're saving them. Um, this can lead to, like like you said in the prefix of this interview, some of these lung issues that we're seeing in, in these kids. I have two, t- two kids that are teenagers in high school, and, and they're always telling me that it seems like every other kid in, in school, not particularly their school, but in the schools, mm-hmm. are, are vaping, and they say it's out of control. And, and we're actually finding these as we go through the wards and we clean the streets and, and do our little cleaning drinks, we're finding these vape cartridges everywhere, especially around the parks, in the basketball courts and tennis courts, where you think that would be the opposite effect. But those are the hangout spots where they're, where they're vaping. Yeah. So if, if we're getting this out of their hands, that, that's our goal. Our goal is to get it out of the youth hands.
0: Yeah, I have a couple of teens, too, and and they tell me the same thing. I mean, one of my daughters a few weeks ago said, you know, you're lucky that we don't do anything like that. And I was like, mm, well, you do other things, so <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, well, do you anticipate pushback,
1: though, Alderman? You know, uh, originally when I wrote this ordinance, I, I you know, I, every time I write an ordinance, I always tell my colleagues as well as we and, and anybody, listen, if I wrote this wrong or improper, Help me make it better. And you know, originally when it when it passed or went through, uh, I had a little bit of pushback. But then I sat down with my colleagues, I sat down with residents, I sat down with um, with Irma, uh, and and the administration. And we said, okay, where am I hurting, and where am I where am I helping? And one thing we were hurting originally was um, we were hurting just the smaller shops that are selling this for the purpose that it's made for, like your Walgreens or your CVSs or just your gas stations, for that person that's legitimately trying to quit. Uh, smoking, So maybe they, they go to vape, and then hopefully then they go cold turkey from the vape. Um, our goal was just to go against the flavored stuff. That just seems like it's it's going more towards kids. So the pushback, we had 46 um, aldermen support it. Uh, they were, a lot of them were begging for this because they see the same explosion in the awards that we've seen. Um, I, I would be wrong to say I don't see pushback because anything can happen in city council, as you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping on Wednesday it's a full city council vote that passes through.
0: And I mean, Chicago banned the sale of flavored vaping products three years ago, right? Yep. So yep. why has that not been enough?
1: So what they do now is they create different, it's not a flavor, so when you combine them, it creates a flavor. So it, there's been loopholes that have been made to it. And what we said is, okay, let's step aside that. Let's just say, okay, these vape shops are are created to cater just to the vape, right? So right, if, you're, if your income, if you're if your uh, sales are over 20% of that, you have to now, you have to apply for a completely different style of license and it, you're regulated in a completely different way than it was done before. And we can get a handle on this a lot, a lot, a lot easier. We can focus more of our inspectors towards these shops that are doing X, Y, and Z, where they weren't supposed to be
0: before. So as you mentioned, you know, you're, you're getting support from other city council members. when do you anticipate the city council will vote on this?
1: this goes Council next Wednesday, the 18th. Um, it passed um, by a full committee vote just two days ago um, through the uh, committee, and now it pushes towards uh, City Council on Wednesday, the 18th. And that'll be the day that I hope it uh, it's voted in by full City Council.
0: Alderman Anthony Napolitano represents Chicago's 41st ward on the northwest side. Thank you so much for your
1: time. Thank you so much for having me. You have a great day. You too.
0: We'll turn now to Dr. Mariah Ramander, medical Doc, medical director of the Substance Use and Prevention Program at Lurie Children's Hospital of Chicago. She's also an e-cigarette faculty expert with the American Academy of Pediatrics. Welcome to the show, Doctor.
2: Hi, thanks so much
0: for having me. So you've been listening along. Uh, talk to us. How concerned are you about the number of kids and teens that we see vaping these days?
2: Yeah, you know, we had decades um, of decreased traditional combustible cigarette use, um, which was uh, a public health celebration. And we were at all-time lows, and then e-cigarettes came out. And these products have been um, a way that now we have a whole new generation of youth addicted to nicotine again. And so this really has brought nicotine addiction back to the forefront, and it is highly concerning.
0: And help us understand the health risks associated with vaping. I was talking to my team earlier and I remember a time when the the messaging was, you know, if you want to quit cigarettes, vaping is the way to go. It's safer. It's, you know, it's better for you. But that doesn't seem to be the case. So can you set the record straight for us?
2: Sure. What you were saying is, E-cigarettes may be being safer than uh, smoking traditional cigarettes for people that are already smoking. That may be the case. However, that's not the case for youth who were never smoking cigarettes to begin with, and were never going to smoke cigarettes to begin with until e-cigarettes came around. So, you know, e-cigarettes are, you know, I I say e-cigarettes because it's not a harmless water vapor. So this vaping, you know, makes it sound Cool. Yeah, you know, and it, but it is a carcinogen, chemical, toxin-filled aerosol with super fine particles that can go deep into the lungs. And you know, these things have not been around for very long—around long enough for us to be concerned, but not around long enough for us to understand the long-term consequences. Mm. You know, I see patients who come in with asthma exacerbations, with with coughs. Um, you know, due to putting these things into their lungs. Um, You know, I have an even maybe more concerning is the addiction with nicotine being such a powerful substance Um, and the teenage brain is developing. And so it's more susceptible to the effects of nicotine than already developed brains. And so teens are more likely to develop addiction and other problems with nicotine use, even at lower use, you know, not having to use on a regular basis to Mm -hmm. have signs of addiction.
0: So are you saying uh, vaping is, is more of a health risk for kids and teens than adults?
2: Uh, Addiction is more, possible which it's harder for them it's easier for them to get addicted and harder for them to quit Uh, you know teens often feel invincible and they are resilient and can be do amazing things but nicotine is so powerful on their brain that it's harder for them to quit it takes more quit attempts um, more support to
0: help now we just heard from Alderman Napolitano he was talking about his latest ordinance which is going to restrict the sale of e-cigarettes and, and nicotine products. What do you think of those steps?
2: I think we need to hit this issue from multiple angles, and I appreciate you. Um, You know, people working on supporting use and decreasing access to e-cigarette products. And at the same time, we need to be mindful of loopholes, as you all were discussing, that a flavor ban went into effect in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And so why is this still an issue? You know, the federal flavor ban regulations have so many loopholes in them that allow for flavor disposable products, flavor refillable products. And so when when, when the regulations come into place, we see that the industry shifts um, to find those loopholes and fill them. So um, I just want to, we just need to be ever vigilant and watch for youth switching to other products that are easier to access. And we need to make sure that cigarettes and are not easier to get than yeah. cigarettes um, because we know the long-term consequences there and it is not good.
0: Yeah, what more would you like to see officials do to just curb teenage use of of these products?
2: Yeah, you know, we know that flavors are certainly a big way that youth are attracted to these products. And that's, you know, they're marketed towards youth with their colors and their flavors. And so that's a reason that people try them. And the nicotine is what gets them to keep coming back. Uh, so really making sure that things are not marketed towards use, do not have attractive flavors or colors. Um, menthol is also included mm-hmm. in that, as that, you know, that often is, is exempt and is, it, you know, may be exempt from the federal menthol ban on other tobacco and nicotine products. But um, so far, that may not be included in um, e-cigarette products. And that's a flavor and that makes things easier to use and less harsh. and um, can make it um, easier to become addicted so we really just need to make sure that also that youth are not the ones who are punished by regulations and that this is really towards the marketing and selling of products and um, that youth you know do not have their futures impaired by yeah. by being being able to access these in, in settings where they shouldn't
0: for sure any other misconceptions that you, you want to clear up when it comes to e-cigarette products or when it comes to vaping? Like what, what else do you wish the general public knew?
2: You know, that this is not something, you know, the youth e-cigarette epidemic is not something that will punish kids out of, um, you know, that we need to support them and that it is hard to quit. And so, you know, getting when, if you have your, find out that your child's been, been vaping or using e-cigarettes um you know understanding why and figuring out how you can support them getting them in touch with, you know their their pediatrician um you know therapist, reaching out to a program like ours um, where we can provide support including you know counseling um you know offering medications and um because this is this is hard
0: yeah Dr. Mariah Ramander is the medical director of the Substance Use and Prevention Program at Lurie Children's Hospital of Chicago. Thank you so much for joining us. Great tips.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: This episode of Reset was produced by Brenda Ruiz and was edited by Andrew Merriweather. Looking for more ways to engage with Reset? Then give us a follow on Twitter and TikTok. We host live conversations on Twitter spaces where you can chime in. And on TikTok, we give you a behind-the-scenes look of how the show is actually made. That's it for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you tomorrow.